All right, special interview time here at South by Southwest, the iconic Driscoll Hotel with two of the creators of Molly and Max in the future. We have director, writer extraordinaire, Michael Lickwack and producer and star, Aristotle Athari. Good Hello. to have you both on uh, Click On This Show. Thank you. Hello, thanks for having us. And happy birthday, Michael. Oh, thank you. This must have been the perfect birthday present to have your film be uh, selected as the one of the films for the South by Southwest Festival. Definitely, you know, it kind of just ended up like that by chance. Uh, we didn't we didn't tell them it was my birthday, and they just gave us that day, and it lined up, and uh, it was the best birthday present you could ever ask for. Right, fantastic. Well, first of all, let's talk about the beginning uh, because I saw the film was fantastic. It's one of the most unique films I've ever seen because. Everybody loves a rom-com. Everybody loves sci-fi. Uh, so tell me about your idea to kind of merge those two genres together. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I just have a very wide uh, range of interests. And for me, I like to try to make the movies that I want to see. And, you know, I grew up watching uh, big budget action, action spectacles um, like Indiana Jones and Star Wars and, uh, you know, movies that really transport you to another universe and kind of you get that almost like sense of tourism of, of stepping into a world you've never experienced before. And um, I also love kind of character-driven romantic comedies, you know, about normal people living in New York City and uh, complaining about their therapists. And, um, you know, it just kind of occurred to me, I, I rewatched When Harry Met Sally, and I kind of realized that uh, while it's this timeless classic, um, you know, there was a lot of things that felt like they needed updating and because it didn't really talk about the way that, you know, our careers factor into our, our, our identities. Um, it didn't talk about like race or politics or social justice or um, just how kind of overwhelming the world feels these days. Um, and so I kind of just wanted to synthesize my thoughts and my feelings about uh, where we are as a society. And I think that's one of the things that science fiction allows you to do is kind of um, use metaphor and allegory to explore um, subjects. Um, and just try to kind of mash up all the things I love about movies and put them in, put them into one. And certainly you did. Let's talk about some of the influences in the films because after watching it, I saw the Star Wars Double Sun, maybe, yeah. and uh, Zosia Mamet's uh, hairstyle and the iconic Princess Leia, uh, yeah, uh, cinnamon bun style. Yes, definitely. I mean, I think sci-fi has like it, there's such a rich tradition and, and fandom in it, and we tried to just hide as many Easter eggs as possible throughout the film. And so you know, we have the twin sons, we have the the twin buns, uh, <laughs> twin sons and twin buns, twin sons and buns. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. We also did a lot of like rom-com references in there. You yeah. know, Jerry Maguire with the goldfish. Sure. Um, I'm trying to think like what else. Uh, Walter is from Sleepless in Seattle. The name. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Maria is from Metropolis. The the Fritz Lang movie. The, one of the first science fiction movies ever. Um, you know, we just tried to kind of. If you look very closely in the in the background, we we drop some 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 names in there of. of you know, fictional corporations that are from other films, but you really have you really have to hunt for those. Um, but yeah, we just you know, I think that's one of the fun things of if you can create experience that then people want to watch and they they realize something new every time. Um, hopefully, you know, they'll keep coming back. Aristotle, talk about uh, you you getting involved with the project. Well, um, I want to say up top, you said that we were both the creators. This is the sole creator of the movie. I didn't create it. I mean, if, thank you. If I if if I had, I think I would be. I mean, good lord. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know. It would have taken me like probably a decade to write something like that. I mean, it's just it's so like interwoven with so many different little um, 
you know, Easter eggs and, and uh, I mean, it's such a rich world. Um, but uh, your question is, uh, how did I get involved with it? Yes. I mean, I read the script. Um, I, uh, uh, and I remember watching your, the uh, Apple Squadron. And immediately I was just like, because you really have to watch the, 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 the short and his previous work and, and the script. You have to kind of take them both in at the same time kind of really get I mean it was clear from from the jump start that it was such a like a visionary kind of project it was clearly there's like and I, I've read so many things where you don't really get a um, uh, you don't get a sense of of, of the uh, of the writer or the director's um, sensibilities but like from the get-go I could just it, it was just so obvious um, on the page that you know I was hoping that you would allow me to be in it. I, I was lucky enough. I'm not joking. I remember. I remember a week because we met. I remember going there, and uh, we went to this. Uh, we, what was Grey Dog? Grey Dog. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just remember like uh, whatever he. I was be like, oh, I just get whatever he gets. It's like because then I get whatever you got. I never remember. I think because yeah. he goes, I'll take the sausage sandwich. I was like, I'll take that too. It's actually that's my favorite too. Like, it really wasn't. But I was just really trying to get him. Our a, whole relationship is based on a lie. Yeah, it is. It's a classic rom com. I mean, I mean, my wife. It's the same thing. Yeah. Based on a lie. <laughs> but no, I mean, and then and then when we got into it, it uh, you know, there's there's a very there's a lip whack rhythm and feel to the thing, and, and you kind of have to. Uh, you know, you, you you embrace it when you're on it, and then you and you kind of trust, 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 and you're there. And then when you see it, it's kind of. I hope that doesn't sound complicated. I think I think we got it. Um, Aristotle, do you have any favorite sci-fi jo- um, oh, yeah. films or things that you Big maybe time. brought into your character of Max? Um, yeah, I mean, I. I, I knew that we were going to see Max in different phases. Uh, the first phase of Max that you see was kind of very much like me back in high school a little bit. I actually had long hair. Didn't have glasses then, but I had long hair. Uh, that was something that when we when we first started talking, you showed me a picture of yourself in high school with long I? hair. Because I was like, should we do a wig? Should we not do a wig? I don't know. Like. And yeah. we talked about it, and, and then you showed me a picture. I was like, "We got to do it." <laughs> and there's a testament to like when you when you're in makeup or 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 in a prosthetic or something, and that kind of gives you a little bit of a um, uh, a tool as an actor to kind of like, oh, I can kind of get I can get into this character more because of this thing, whether it's like teeth or whatever. And I remember seeing myself in the wig, and I felt very much like me back in high school again. I could feel some, like some of those memories kind of came back. So that made it very easy for me. Um, in that regard, um, but uh, Gattaca is one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time. Um, I love that movie; uh, it means a lot to me. Um, I don't know if I necessarily brought any of that to this, but I do. I, there was there was a. You little... didn't make me call you Ethan Hawke on set. Yeah, yeah, all, I did all the time. <laughs> and Jerome, I made you yeah. call me Jerome. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, that's also that's a Gattaca reference. Um, but, the, uh, uh, but there was a little bit of that kind of like I did feel like you know Max wanted to be something that everybody said that he couldn't be, and that was a big theme in Gattaca and really kind of a big theme in my my life growing up. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's funny how the movie became even more and more mental. Like, by the end of the movie, I got so emotionally invested in it because I felt like there was so much of me and these characters. Because I've also gone through, you know, a lot of not-so-great relationships, landing on the one that... And she is my best friend. That's yes. the other thing that was a big theme in the movie that kind of was 
huge for me was the fact that um, uh, the reason why me and my wife work so well is because we are absolute total best friends. And that, I, I feel like that that's really the key to any real strong relationship, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that was, yeah. that was something that we kind of talked about in, the, in our first meeting. Yeah. Of just one of the reasons when Harry Met Sally works so well is that you really, you really believe that they belong together at the yeah. end of the film. And so often that doesn't feel earned. Um, and like a lot of romantic comedies are about like somebody lied to the other person and that's like the thing holding them back from being together. But yeah. um, I think, yeah, just making it feel like, you know, the basis of a relationship is, is friendship. Um, and that was something I remember we initially connected on. Yeah. I still don't know if I'm his Billy Crystal or his Meg <laughs> Ryan. I think... I think I'm your Meg Ryan. I think... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you're the optimist. Yeah, yeah I think I'm, yeah. I'm your Meg Ryan, and I think, uh, I think Zasha's totally Billy. Yeah. <laughs> She's a little Billy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talk about Zasha because you guys had some great chemistry yeah, on screen. She, and did you have to do a screen test for the two of them, or you knew right away that I, these I two just, worked well you know, together? The, like I look up, I do a lot of research before I even talk to an actor because I don't like wasting people's time. And you know, I'd been familiar with Zasha's work for a very long time because of Girls, and she was always my favorite part of that show. And just she's been in so many things, and you can just tell that like she has so much skill and talent, but she also brings her own personality to things and she has like an inherent character to herself um, and she has like an opinion and a point of view and um, so I just, you know, she was always like somebody that I've, I've been wanting to work with her for years um, and you know, when it came to Aristotle, like I looked up all of it, I looked up his Montreal Just for Laugh set, I looked up all of the sketches that he had on SNL, I looked up like interviews with him and you just try to get a sense and like try to see what people's range are ahead of time and what they are as, like as people because you're going to be spending a lot of time with them and um, you know I think like we picked a really great group of people that all got along and everybody was really respectful yeah. and like hardworking and like collaborative and I think Sasha also like really did an amazing job of like setting the tone for the whole set because she had so much experience and a lot more than almost everybody else and she really came in and was just like so gracious and humble and supportive and generous with her time and energy and I think just like brought up everybody around her constantly. Awesome. All right. So the film has many interesting planets, um, creatures. Let's talk about uh, how you came up with some of those creatures like the big octopus and the trash dimension. <laughs> um, I feel like uh, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, I don't, I'm trying to remember the so, like, I think Mobius was, you know, the, the metaphor was kind of being in a toxic relationship, and I didn't want it to go too far to the point of being, um, like, like full-on abuse, but uh, I just wanted it to, to be a metaphor for, like, dating someone who's kind of an asshole and who you are very much, like, enamored with, but they just treat you like shit. And um, because I felt like the character of Molly would, would fall into something like that based on her, you know, uh, uh, just based on her history and, and who she was. Um, and so I just knew I needed something kind of ridiculous. Um, and, you know, I think one of the, you know, Star Wars is, is 
so great, but it's a, it's like a pretty sexless universe. Um, there's no real sex in it. And um, not enough sex. Yeah, I know. I know. Mike, Michael was like, I, was like know, I love Star Wars, but it's just not enough sex. Agreed. <laughs> we only got so much of Princess Leia in her, in yeah, her yeah. bikini outfit. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, there was that. There was that. That was that. But, but uh, <laughs> so I, you know, I wanted it to just kind of feel ridiculous and over the top, and you know, be so silly and absurd that um, you you wouldn't take it too seriously and it wouldn't feel too dark. Um, and so I feel like tentacle monsters are just like a sci-fi trope that I love and, mm -hmm. um, you know, just the, the whole, um, tentacle porn community is like a very funny thing to me. Um, is that a thing? I think so. Really? <laughs> there, there's people that are into that, man. I'm not going to say that I will or won't look that up. Maybe yeah. I will. Yeah, there's some Japanese anime. Uh, yeah. Is there really? There's yeah. like a fetish of that. Tentacle porn? Yeah. yeah. It's, it exists. Yeah, don't pretend like you don't know. <laughs> You also bring up the technology of AI with uh, yeah. Your, oh, yeah, yeah. one of your girlfriends, yes, right? Yes. In, in the film. One of mine. Yeah. So many girlfriends. Um, yes, yes. Uh, let's talk about the bringing the, uh, the technology of AI in, into your film. Yeah, I mean, um, I think, you know, on the flip side of, of Molly and her kind of one of her relationships in the movies with this guy who's super controlling and... and Gaslights her. I think you know it was kind of about finding the contrast with the, the the woman that Max dates being you know this kind of like shadow version of himself and that like mm -hmm. uh, you know encourages pushes him in all the wrong directions. And I think for someone that is like a logic, someone who tries to think of themselves as a logical person, dating someone that kind of like checks the boxes and you know f fulfills that role um, felt like the right thing for his character to kind of explore. And so. The idea was just to have a to, to have him date a robot that he built and have it be kind of messy and weird and complicated and um, have them be more um, have it be something that he kind of did for his career and kind of fell into rather than something that he actually wanted for himself. Right on. Love the film. Um, are you thinking about a sequel yet? Are you thinking about action figures? I am. Yes. Yeah. Merchandise. We'll, we'll, we'll totally do action figures and, and Florp <laughs> soda shirts. Or it's, we're going to start an empire um, of Florp. I have some Glorp stuff at the house. <laughs> well, I, I, I stole a lot of stuff from the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sell that shit online, man. <laughs> Paloma's, uh, what type of boot was it? it cyber boot. Cyber boots. Yeah, some fetish, foot fetish people. Will, will <laughs> what is that? What is, that? <laughs> is that a thing? It is. <laughs> Dude, just wait till you see the tentacle foot people. <laughs> nice. But you have thought about a sequel and, and, and the I next mean, adventures? I don't, I don't know if... Like Molly and Max specifically, but uh, <laughs> I, I feel like rom coms are kind of a hard. There aren't really rom com sequels, yeah. um, so you never say never. You never yeah. know. But um, one Harry and Sally part two. Yeah, uh, two Harry, two Sally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll see. <laughs> Fantastic! Wow. Anything else you guys want to plug and promote? Other than um, Molly and Max in the future. I don't know when this is being posted, but uh, we have a couple more screens at South By. Yes. And, uh, you know, find us on, if you, if you saw it um, or you see it at a festival, go find us on Letterboxd and mm -hmm. tell your friends. And um, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, same. And I think we have, a, I think, I don't know, not positive. Is there a screening in LA? Um, not yet. Not yet, but there might be. And if there is, look out for that. Okay. Yeah. And if I could ask one question, uh, a colleague wanted me to ask you, yeah, yeah. Arias. Um, we miss you on Saturday Night Live, oh, and wondering uh, if you, you could be back or, or want to come back at I, one point. For me, I, I really, New York was in, was, I don't know. You never know. You, you never, never know. know. You never know. So, okay. but for now, for now, no.
but for now you're doing all these great feature films. I, I had such a great time shooting this that it was like, uh, I do want to explore a lot of other, you know, and I did, I did, I worked on another film after that and, mm -hmm. then, and then I'm working on a show now. And so, nice. you know, I do like just kind of challenging myself creatively. I know that sounds kind of, uh, something typical that an actor artist would say or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do like that. I, I, it makes me sharper. And like working with Zasha really kind of made me sharper too because, you know, um, as, as Michael had mentioned, you know, she's she's a pro and, and being able to go from like just comedy to being very professional. Like I'm, I'm around a lot of goofballs all the time for, <laughs> for better or worse. And so um, I do like kind of uh, working with people that kind of make me better as, as, a, as a creative and an actor. So, so I hope to do that more. Yeah. Love it. Wow, fantastic. So uh, before we go, if you could do a little promo, let us know who you are, uh, plug for the movie, a catchphrase from the movie, and yeah. let us know you're on Click on This. At uh, the beginning or the end? Click the, on This. <coughs> it can be on the end. Okay, ready? Mm -hmm. uh, hi, I'm Michael Litwack. I'm the writer and director of Molly and Max in the Future. It is a sci-fi romantic comedy. We kind of pitch it as... When Harry Met Sally meets Rick and Morty or Futurama, um, and it follows the story of uh, two people who kind of meet and re keep on meeting each other over the course of 12 years, um, but it's set, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of years in the future. Um, and this, what, what's the name of the, what's Click on this. And this is clickonthis.com. You want to do it again? <laughs> we can do that again. Um, click on this.tv. Click on this. Like, uh, or, just gonna, or just click on beginning because. Or just click on this is easier. All right. And then um, also, it's going to be on my podcast below the belt show. Okay, should I do that too? Yeah, you can do that as well. All right. Uh, hi, my name is Michael Litwack. This is click on this.tv and below the belt podcast. And uh, we're here talking about our movie, Molly and Max in the Future. It is a sci fi romantic comedy. We kind of pitch it as when Harry met Sally meets Futurama or Rick and Morty. Um, it follows the story of two people who meet over and over again over the course of 12 years, four planets, three dimensions, and one space cult. Um, come check it out. Oh, hi. I'm Aristotle Atari. Uh, I am uh, one of the stars of the movie, uh, Molly and Max, in the future. Uh, and, and this is on clickonthis.tv. And below the, below the line. Below the waist. Below, below, below the, the belly. Belt. Below the tummy. <laughs> below the belt. Below the belt. Let's do it again. <laughs> below the belt. Click on this TV and below the belt podcast. Hi, I'm Aristotle Atari. Uh, I'm one of the stars of Molly Max in the Future, and this is Click on This TV and Below the Belt podcast. Uh, please watch this movie. Please. <laughs> yes. And during your Q and A, I loved how you surveyed the crowd. Are there any kids in the oh, audience? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a weird thing about using cursor with drunk kids. I'm not sure. <laughs> I get weird about. And you said because this movie was fucking amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a long time ago, I did a stand up show, and uh, and the, so there was a kid in the audience I didn't even know, mm -hmm. and then uh, and then after the show, um, uh, the mom was like, "I like your stuff, but you gotta stop saying fuck." And he gotta stop saying an ass. And I'm like, why? He goes, because my kid's here. And the kid was like nine years old. I'm like, lady, don't bring your kid. Here. But yeah, so I don't, I don't. I'm a little Awesome. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thank Michael. you. That's amazing.